Help keep Kinks and Beats Daily alive with a $4 monthly contribution and receive exclusive bonus episodes as our thank you to you. Visit herohabit.com slash shop for more details. Hello, hello. Welcome to Kinks and Beats Daily. I'm your host, Tony Fry. Thank you for downloading. This is episode 175. It's a lot of episodes. Um, Today we're talking about a song called Run So Far by George Harrison, and it has kind of an interesting history. Uh, George Harrison's version was released November 18th, 2002 on his album Brainwash, which came out after his passing. Uh, He'd recorded a ton of music in the years since Cloud Nine. And, you know, he did a couple albums with the Traveling Wilburys. He worked on the Beatles anthology. So he was busy and kept putting off his own album. And so after he passed, uh, in the middle of finishing his album, he, you know, he had set studio time aside to actually finish it. Um, and then he passed away. And then uh, Danny Harrison and Jeff Lynne finished it up. So it appears on Brainwashed. But the first uh, appearance of this song is actually on an Eric Clapton album, Journeyman from 1989. So this song, even though we don't hear it from George until 2002, has actually been uh, floating around since 1989. And on that record, George plays guitar and sings some backing vocals. And it is a George Harrison composition. It's not co-credited as far as songwriting goes. It's not co-credited to Clapton or anything. It's a song Harrison had given to Clapton for that album. And he must have thought highly of it for him to continue working on it as a solo piece like he did. You know, he did that with my sweet Lord. He gave that to uh, away first. He did that with uh, uh, something. He gave that song away before he recorded it with the Beatles. He's, he's not one, whether it's an insecurity um, about his own material or whether it's just a supreme confidence in his own material. We'll never really know, but he didn't have a problem with giving somebody else the first pass at his songs. Uh, on the Brainwash version, George plays acoustic guitar, electric guitar, leading backing vocals. Jeff Lynn covers the bass and some extra acoustic guitars. And Danny Harrison adds more acoustic guitars and backing vocals uh, with Jim Keltner on drums. So it's a pretty bare bones recording. Just bass, guitars, and drums. Um, and this guitar riff on this track is instantly catchy. And I think George improved on it because, you know, he uses basically the same riff when they recorded it with Clapton, but he's improved it. He's taken out the slide guitar part, which, you know, is his iconic sound. But I think for this particular track, it actually sounds better as just a standard picked guitar part. Um, And it hooks you within the first five seconds of the song. It's just a really catchy little riff. And that's the skill that George always had his ability to, Um, craft an intro to a song is rarely matched throughout the Beatles, whether he was adding, you know, the, the guitar lick on in my life or, and I love her to his solo career forever. His ability to, to craft an introduction is just brilliant on this album. This is easily the, one of the top three songs of mine 
And at, at various times, it might be even number one. It's just a really good, catchy song. And it, to, to me, it also stands as Jeff Lynn's best bass work. He did a lot of the bass work on this album. And for me, this is the song where he really shines. And he does draw considerably from the Clapton version, which is fine because that was brilliant playing as well. But he does a couple things that the Clapton version doesn't do that I really love. And mainly among them is uh, on the last verse, he vamps on a G, even when the chord is not on a G. So he holds that G um, underneath it, and he only does it in the last verse, but it's a cool little effect. Um, but just overall, and then he does this kind of counter, you know, the, the guitar riff. Uh, and then he's doing like a this kind of ascension while the guitar riff is going down and it builds this catchiness to that hook. Um, that part was done on the original Clapton version, but Jeff Lynne does it beautifully on this um, as well. So I think Harrison's version has a lot more energy and is more thoughtfully produced than Clapton's because his version feels like it's it's – a little overdone and the guitar tones aren't as good. They're very 1989. Um, they're not as timeless as the brainwash version. And, but the Clapton version also contains a lot of different lyrics that George had obviously cleaned up and edited. Um, so what I'm saying is if you're going to go listen to this song, if you haven't heard the song we're talking about, skip the Clapton version, go straight to the brainwash version. I mean, it is the songwriter's rendition of his own song. So that's where you're going to go. Harmonically, it's one of George's more simple songs. Uh, the entire song is written on one, four, five chords in the key of C major. And it's not a 12 bar blues, but it just, it sticks to those primary chords. And where the hook of the main riff comes from is his use of major sevenths and the dominant sevenths right back to back. So he's doing, he's hitting a G7 chord, which has that dominant seven. F natural, but the um, the riff has an F sharp, just a, a regular seventh. So that's a cool little. Um, it adds a little bit of tension to it, but it, because you've got that chromatic movement, it's, a, it's just an instantly catchy um, riff, and it's a cool effect. Uh, this is one of those songs, sort of like Don't Let Me Wait Too Long from Living in the Material World, that is so simple that it feels like a song I could have written, you know, but it's one of those songs I will never write. You know, it's just, it's one of those tunes. Uh, simple melody, catchy chorus. Sigh, knowing the mess you're in, and you 
know that you can't get away You know that you can't hide it from yourself Lonely days Blue guitar No escape can only run so far That's it. That's the whole meat and potatoes of the song. Uh, One thing he does is that the chorus changes words every time, which is cool. I like when guys do that because it still feels like a chorus, but you are able to deliver a little bit more of whatever the message you're delivering is. And that's a a cool effect. So that's Run So Far by George Harrison. Great track. Um, Definitely worth you spending a little time getting familiar with. Uh, Before I let you go, though, I want to remind you, give me a call at 925-494-1739 and tell me a Beatles or Kinks song that you've changed your opinion on, whether for the better or for the worse, um, something that you loved when you were younger that you don't like, or vice versa. Um, Give me the song. Tell me why, how your opinion has changed, why maybe your opinion changed, if there's a good story behind it, or if it's just something that just you woke up one day and you're like, you know what? Monkberry Moon Delight is a pretty cool song. Um, I'd love to hear it. Also, join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash kinks and beats. And um, we have a series of polls and I keep updating it like once or twice a week. We have a series of polls where we are um, determining the best Beatles and kinks songs. And round one, it's bracket style. Round one is album by album. And the top three songs voted from each album will go on to round two. And from there, we'll probably divide it by time period or something, because that'll be a lot of songs. But yeah, swing by the Facebook group and um, take part in those polls and 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 chat with other Kinks and Beatles fans. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you swing by iTunes and give us a five-star rating and review and download the next episode where we talk about a new Kinks song. Take care. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.